1: Hey, people! This is DJ, and this is Ish, and, and this, this is season, is season four, four of Better. Let, Let me, me tell, tell you. Are you ready, to platicate? ready, to platicate. ready to platicate? Let's platicate together. Baby. Is that a verb? I mean, if Google can be a verb. Okay. Wait, are we recording? What do you think? Yes, we are. That's why we're platicating.
3: Platicating. <laughs> Welcome to episode 151, everybody. <laughs>
1: Woohoo!
3: Here, we made it past the 150. We did. We made it past the 150. Now we're 49 episodes away from our 200th episode extravaganza, which. <laughs> <damn> it, <laughs> we're going to rent the FTX arena. The f- the f- arena? Yes. By that time,
1: they'll be well into their new name. Uh, you know what? We probably can't because they're probably only going to accept the payment in Bitcoins. Oh,
3: no. Not the Bitcoin.
1: And we have... I don't know how to do cryptocurrency.
3: Neither do I. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 50, uh, 151. How yes, is everybody's
1: 151, week? 151 with two hosts que estamos grabando y medio vacunado.
3: Oh yes, yes, we got vaccinated. This we are week. halfway there. Yeah, we're halfway there. Well, if you got the Johnson and Johnson.
1: You're, you know, yeah, but the Johnson Johnson's only what seventy percent effective.
3: Seven seventy five.
1: But... Yeah. Uh, what did what did you get? Pfizer. Oh, me too. How was your vaccination process? Well, no, I did at a tropical park. Uh-huh. So I just it was a drive through vaccination. Drive through vaccination. <laughs> drive through vaccination. It's funny because my um, so my sister in law,
3: uh, she calls me, and it, it you know it's just the the times that we live she's like oh my god oh my god Jackson has the vaccinations open oh my god i'm taking you the link right now like like if you this know was like if it was like freaking tickets to the hottest concert in
1: town okay but you know what at least estamos mejorando because a year ago that phone call would have been like oh my god the public's on an 87th and bird has toilet paper yes so at no, least no, now we yes. at least now we're we're, talking, we're, we're, we're running for vaccines yes. but it was like Like, yeah, trying
3: to get the the hottest ticket in town, right? (laughs) And then it's funny because, like... She sent me the link, but then I was, you know, I was at Baptist Hospital. We'll we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. Um, and you know, I guess with their Wi-Fi, I I couldn't get through. Yeah. So she, you know, she's like, Did you get through? Did you get through? And I'm like, no. And she's like, Give me your deets, I'll like get it for you. <laughs> and she got me, she got me the appointment, and you know, this
1: really does sound like when you would try to get Ticketmaster tickets.
3: Yes, it, that's it what really I'm does. You. it really yeah. does. It yeah. does. It yeah. does. Loaning <laughs> of tha was to go to Ricky's records. <laughs> <laughs> Ahí en Coraway, la 90, <laughs> I in Coral Way la 97 yeah and you know wait outside, <laughs> outside for a freaking <laughs> ticket yeah it's still dollar
0: yeah
1: and i remember it's so, so funny the tickets because, was fun when i worked at specs
3: oh my god that's right you worked at specs i always forget that you worked at specs because you worked at specs in your later years
1: yeah just like a little like side job right it but, wasn't uh,
3: like uh, the high school game right, 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 the, right were you in college or was it post college it was post college i was already yeah. at mec Right, so you're probably like the oldest person there.
1: Oh, aside from the manager? Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. You know, you were probably like 27, and probably like. And yeah. Everybody
1: else was like 16. Right. Yeah.
3: Um, wait, you worked on the specs in Kendall? Yeah, yeah. Right. The best specs was one, may rest in peace like in US1. And US1. Yeah. And now it's a fucking Chase bank. Like, of everything that it could have turned into, it's like it turned into a bank. Like, <sighs> yeah. How do you honor the legacy of such a great record store? You know, turn you and turn it into a bank, you know. But yeah, those were the days, right? Like, mm. that you would go get tickets at, like, record stores. Yeah. And and when they would sell, I'll never forget, I got, I saw Mariah Carey in the Music Box tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought the tickets at the tracks in Town and Country. And don't you remember they wow. would show, well, you worked it, so you remember, they would show you, like, the seating.
1: Yeah. The little chart, the the, the booklet. Yes. Yeah.
3: Of the arena. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, now I do. Like, now I know seating arrangements and, like... Well back then,
1: a, we didn't have such much access to it. So, right. yeah, the chart meant... N-hmm. Nothing. It's yeah. like,
3: oh, I don't know. Like, mm. is that close? I'm only an inch away from the arena. Like, from the stage. <laughs> how bad can that be? You know, scale to what?
1: Yeah, exactly. There are no bad seats at the Fox Arena. <laughs> yeah, sp- Arena. So... <laughs> so, how is everybody? Uh, you know, I have to say on a personal note, this week... I started the week off feeling a little like drag assy, sluggish, or whatever. But after Tuesday night, when we all went to dinner, like us mm-hmm. and all of our friends, you mm-hmm. know what? I woke up Wednesday very happy.
0: Mm hmm. So,
1: yes. So, we
3: had a, a reunion. See, because of the thing is that, uh, well, you know, in 151 episodes, <laughs> we made it very clear that we're all still very much uh, friends with, like, our group of high school. We're yeah. all very, very, very... Yeah. We're still connected. connected. We're still, we're still the know. best of friends. Um, but collectively, the nine of us, you know... It's hard
1: to get us together. and
3: together, collectively. Like all nine of us at one time because, right. you know, some, you know, one of our friends lives in Milwaukee. Another one lives in Atlanta.
1: Another one. So, he's always traveling.
3: Right. So work. it's like hard to get all nine of us. So it's funny because two of our out-of-town out friends, like the one from Milwaukee and the one from Atlanta... They were in town this week for different matters, obviously. And me, even with all the, that was <laughs> going, a on lot going on this week, this week I, I sent that text yeah. and I was like, we need to get together because this doesn't yeah. happen, you know.
1: It just doesn't happen often. It doesn't
3: happen, you know, when all nine of us yeah. are, like, in the same place. So we did, and it was great, yeah. and, you know. It's so funny I just because— I
1: to say it. I just, I, 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 like, I literally woke up on Wednesday just like, you know what? I'm going to go run a marathon today. Like, It's I so just- funny
3: because—and and, and I'm sure this happened—I mean, I'm sure, no, it does happen with all friendships that are—lasts for so long. It doesn't matter how long you don't see someone or how long a group is collectively together. Right. But when you see someone, or you are together as the group again, you pick up right where you left off. Yeah,
1: everybody just fell back into their roles, and right. everybody fell you know, yeah. there.
3: Yeah, everybody has a role, and everybody kind of has like a thing. And it, it's just, it, it doesn't matter like what direction your life takes you. Yeah, um, that happens. So you know, it's it, 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 it's it's very interesting, and it's it's uh, it's very telling. So, yeah. so I had a really interesting week. Uh,
1: I um. Before we get into your week, can I just plug one thing? What Wednesday, April 21st, join us as we host Trivia at Beat Culture Brewery. Oh my God, yes. I want to make sure we put it at the beginning of the episode in case some people trail off at yes. the end.
3: I'm so excited about <laughs> <Yes>. Trivia Night.
1: <laughs> yes. So, it's Wednesday. so you know what?
3: Let's talk about Trivia Night for yeah. a minute. So yes, as I said, we're going to be hosting Trivia Night on the 21st of April at Beat Culture. We're super excited about that. But one of the reasons we want to do this is because Miami, for being such a big city, there isn't like a Trivia Night culture here. It's not a thing It's not a thing And,
1: and, and, it, exi- and it does exist a, it, But
3: it's very hard to find Right and right. If it's hard to find Then it's not a thing Well okay fair enough Right Because everywhere else It's like such a thing Like trivia yeah. I mean there's people That have like Make t-shirts
1: and shit So like
3: <coughs> It becomes super competitive Excuse
1: me Yeah no like it, 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 It's like every You know Wednesday of the Third Wednesday of every month They know that they're gonna be Right in trivia yeah, yeah
3: And it I, What I love about trivia Is that it's fun, right. but there's something for everybody, right? Because if you do a, a good like game, like oh yeah, the times that I would go visiting in New York, we always went to trivia. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and it was was like, it? One, there was one time that we got really close. We right? got,
1: like second or third.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Out yeah. of like
1: seven teams, not like yeah. three teams.
3: Yeah, yeah. There were a bunch of teams, yeah. and we we were like in the yeah the top yeah, two. And or it three. was just you and me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's another thing, right? When it's like six people. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, somebody, theoretically, somebody's got everything covered. Right, right?
3: Yeah. But, yeah. but we're really excited about that. Um, yes. We it's... hope we could kind of... <laughs>
1: we hope to turn it into like a, a regular thing. Yeah, and we know? hope that it becomes a thing because yeah. Trivia Night is so fun. Also, $2 tacos that night.
3: Yes, it's tacos
1: and trivia. I mean, what, <laughs> what could be better? What, you know what could be better? Two for one beer for, if you're playing trivia.
3: Well, there we go. Yep.
1: Tacos, trivia, and beer. Yep, and you can win a, a twenty five dollars gift card. We're probably going to give some T shirts away. So trust
3: us, you will be hearing a lot more yes. from here to yes. then yes. about yes. that. But
1: just wanted to make sure we put it out there.
3: So, so yeah. So this week I had a really interesting uh, week. Not interesting, but um, maybe it, it was maybe, very full. Maybe it comes across, or maybe it doesn't come across in the podcast. But I generally, I'm the type of person that has a thousand things going on at once, and I'm not kidding. Like a thousand. Like if you look at my calendar on my
1: um no let, let, no no the fact that you now have a calendar right. speaks volumes right
3: i have a calendar <laughs> and like even when Ish calls me on like projects for the podcast i have to be like hold on let me check the calendar to see if i have anything on the calendar um because i just like there are days that have like six seven things going on and it's like oh my god i want to nap That's why I tell you that when I take Tristan to school, that one hour, that one hour, hour and a half. Well, that's
1: why I don't bother you for your St. Elsewhere hour.
3: You know, before that, that guy really start my day that I've been watching St. Elsewhere in the morning. It's like, please, this is the one hour a day that I get to myself and it's quiet. There's like, enjoy the silence, Depeche Mode. But anyway, so my mom this week had surgery and she was in the hospital for like four days. She's okay. Now she's home. Um, So... Something really interesting or like a, a really cool observation happened while I was in the waiting room. So, um, a Baptist, which I mean, they were doing this before coronavirus as well. Um, you know, you have the waiting room for people that are in surgery, right? Yes, 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 right? yes, yes. Um, and look, and now there could only be one person there, per yeah, it's more patient. restrictive now, right? And 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 a and Baptist, at least. There is one person per patient to visit you, permanent, like for the duration of your for stay. the duration of your visit. So for my mom, it was only me. Like my dad couldn't go visit her, or neither could my my right, brother. Right. Like I was the registered, you were person, the designated. So visitor. I was the only person I could go visit her. Mm-hmm. My brother snuck in one day, but shh. <laughs> we're only telling you. <laughs> we're only telling you guys. Shh. <laughs> But anyway, um, so there I was in the waiting room, right at Baptist, and it's very big and it's very comfortable. And there was probably, I would say, about twenty people there, mm-hmm. right? And you know what they do is uh, they have two people in reception there, and then they they when the surgery has started, mm-hmm. they'll tell the person. The surgery has started they'll keep you informed right they'll keep right. you informed okay. then they'll tell you the surgery has ended mm-hmm. and then when the surgery is ended and the person is recuperating the doctor will come to the waiting room and speak to the person
1: okay so they keep you updated
3: right right they keep you updated and then the doc it ends with the doctor telling you oh you know surgery went fine this is what we did blah, okay. blah, whatever so so it's very organized. I give them credit for that. It's very organized. So remember a couple of, I think it was like maybe in season two or something. Um, we had that whole like conversation where we were like the Cuban and Hispanic way of going to the yes, hospital. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, somebody has to sleep over. You right. know, right. don't take away my baby. <laughs> like ella, Juana llevó la muda right. That is very true right. That is how it is right. When my grandmother Is ever in the hospital Or any family member Somebody stays with you Overnight Like
1: if Yeah for the most like, part
3: Yeah like That is not debatable. It's, it's
1: non-negotiable Right
3: that is debatable. And at one time, at one point, you know, we're all in the situation. And there's like seven, eight people in the room. You know, when really there could be two. And right. Then, you know, but everybody you looks talk... the other way. Right. Everybody looks the other way. But every now and then, it'll get a really, re... get really loud, and, and they'll, they'll be like, Right. Right. so we had a whole. We all know the game about this. So this is this is my updated version of that. Okay. So when I was in this room. Waiting. And this is why being like Cuban and being or Hispanic is like so amazing. Like it's so like hilarious. So, you know, the, the doctors would come in and speak to the people waiting there who were like white. Okay. And be like, oh, you know, Sally's doing great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, doctor. Sally, you know. It's great, right, right, great. Right, thank and you so much. They bro. would go back and stay there, you know, right, right. until because then, you know, they take the person to pre-op and then right, right, usually right. in an hour you could see them. So you still stay there. So I'd be like, oh, thank you, doctor. So that I gauged, it was surprisingly low on Spanish-speaking people that day at Baptist.
1: From what you could see, from what
3: I could see, okay. there was me and this, you know, um, a redhead lady on the other corner. I'm
1: guessing not a natural, not redhead. a natural redhead. Okay, okay.
3: And this is what I found, <laughs> what I found hilarious. So when the doctors would come and speak to the other people, oh, again, you know, Sally was great. You know, right, right, right. whatever, you everything great. is great. Right. When the doctor came and spoke to the other lady. Uh-huh. Ay, tu qué bueno, qué bueno. Uh-huh. She'll pick up her phone. Mimi! Ya operaron a Soraya. No, todo bien, todo bien. Next call. Mima! Oh, she was a,
1: going down the list. Ya
3: operaron a Soraya. No, gracias a Dios que todo bien. La vesícula está de lo más bien. No tienen que operar la vesícula. Joseito! Ya operaron a. Ma- like, she went down the Rolodex, right? When they came and gave me the status of my mother... You did the exact same thing, didn't you? Papa, I don't know my I pick up my brother. I I did like 20 calls. (laughs) You did the same thing? And I'm like, okay. So I thought it was so funny that here we were, you know, me and the other Cuban lady practically giving a press conference. (laughs) Birds of
1: a feather, babe. Birds of a feather.
3: And everybody else in there, you know. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. And
1: you know what? And the other people probably just texted everyone. (laughs) Maybe they texted. They probably just texted. Right, right. Right, right, right. But when
3: But when you're calling to, you know, somebody that's in surgery, you don't text. Right you, right, right you call I even called like people from my office like hey Esther my mom is thank God great oh my God I wonder yes yes like, yeah, I was like because she, that the other lady got the news first okay right, right, right. And she was being very loud but it's okay but she <laughs> was <happy>. <inaudible> 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 <That's> <inaudible>
1: um
3: so she was happy That's right scary. but I was like this is so like, this is, it's so, again, the essence of who we are.
0: Right. That, yeah.
3: you know, everybody else, okay, that's great news. Great, great, great. Right, internalize it. Right, but, in. but but us? Mimi! Mimi! Oye, Azorayla está... Ay, gracias a Dios que está bien. Sí, 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 sí. sí yeah, sí. And, 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 and
1: it wasn't even like walk outside and take your phone no, calls. No, no, Why? No, no, Why? No, Why? No, Why bother? No,
3: no. Why bother? Sí, sí, sí. No, no. No es que no me puedo quedar con ella. Sí. Pero yo... No, cuando yo la vea, yo la llamo. Yo la llamo. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mi tica. Oye. Ya, ya, ya. Sí, gracias a Dios doctor vino conmigo. Uh-huh. Ajá. <laughs> love it. And I love how like... Every time, which was the same with me, you were giving the same news, but the story always was different. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It, it, it was the same things. Mom is out of surgery. Right, right. right? The, the news didn't change. Mom, thank God the surgery went well, well. She's out of surgery. Right. But the the story was the different every time.
1: The it delivery, was, yes. And I
3: was like, oh, it's, it's delicious. That like, is one
1: of those moments where you're just like, you know, this is just perfect. It's, it's, it's just like, perfect.
3: It's like, yeah. That's why when I when I saw her... And uh, yeah, she caught my attention, but then I was like, shit, I'm doing the same exact thing. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, no, you just saw her, you saw yourself in her. Right. That's because what it was. The
3: thing was that with my phone, you know, I would put my phone down because like I took a book and all that. Like I would put right. my phone down for maybe 20 minutes and I'd have like 30 texts. How is she? How is she? What's Love. status? How yeah, is yeah. she? How is she? How is she? How is she? Right. right. So I know if I was on the other end, I wouldn't want to text. I'd be like, you call me right. and you tell me, you know? Especially um, if you know. Right. So I just thought I was like, oh, you know. This is making it on the show this week, my observation. So, well, there you go. So, but you know, thankfully my mom's home and everything's okay. Well, that's so. good. That's good.
1: But so I don't know because I know you've had a very full week. But speaking of large families, have you heard about uh, the, I'm going to call it a non-troversy because it's not a controversy, but have you heard of the kerfuffle with, um you know, the famous Kardashian clan this week? Ugh,
3: I, I mean, I don't know what is, does <laughs> Chloe have migraines again? <laughs>
1: well, actually, it does not involve Chloe. It does involve Chloe? It does. It does involve uh, like, Chloe. Why?
3: I'm sorry, Stephanie. Like, why are we even... Whatever. Okay, tell me.
1: Well, okay. Aside from the fact that her latest migraine commercial, when she turned around, the first time I saw it, I didn't know it was I her. didn't know it was her either. That is so... Oh, my God. I was... I thought it was like one of those... Like, like some animation from the Polar that Express. That is so
3: funny you said that. Because I... Okay, I knew that it was her because she's the spokesperson right, for that. But you didn't
1: know it was her because visually.
3: That's somebody else. That's another human being. That could being. have been a, you know a bot. It could have been me. <laughs> it could have been you with a wig.
1: With a wig. Yeah. Who knows? So apparently this week the a picture was posted on her Instagram by her assistant or whatever. That it was not an authorized picture. Oh no. And it was a picture of her just like I think like in a, in a bikini. Well, has the picture been taken out? Well, her let me let me get there. So it was a picture of, of her in a bikini. It wasn't touched up, it wasn't done. She looked normal. She looked like probably what Khloe Kardashian looks like when she steps out to Target or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, her legal team has been sending out, you know, cease and desists to to everyone to take it down. So, of course, I wanted to bring it up so that we would post it in the hopes that we get one, too. (laughs) Um... And then on top of that, you know, what I found the most interesting is, like, the pictures are, I mean, she looks like a normal girl. Like, she looks like a normal human being. She's She doesn't look like some animatronic Disney thing, you know, that, that somebody heard this is what this person looks like. What I find most insulting is that her whole spiel of it is that, you know, it was an authorized picture. It went up by accident, whatever, you know. But she's like, well, you know, the thing is, her statement is something to the effect of, like, while the picture is beautiful... Um, you know, and 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 I look great or whatever. It's just I'm actually looking for the.
3: Yeah, not for looking for, for,
1: for the. Oh, the photo that was okay. Here's what their statement said: the photo that was posted this week was beautiful. But as someone who has struggled with body image her whole life, when someone takes a photo of you that isn't flattering in bad lighting or doesn't capture your body the way it is after working hard to get it to this point and then shares it to the world, you should have every right to ask for it not to be shared, no matter who you are.
3: Was it this picture? Yeah. She looks fine there.
1: She looks like she looks like any other any other woman. Yeah. She okay. looks nice. She looks cute. Now, okay. Here's the th- here's my problem with it. Number one, I agree with the statement, and so far as you know, what if there's an unflattering picture of you and you don't like it? You know what? Take it down. Okay, fine. You know what? Everybody has those days. Everybody is like, I, I look so ugly. Blah blah. That's fine. But the problem with them is not so much that it was a quote unquote unflattering photo, is that it was a photo of who you actually are. And especially with her, because out of all of them, I feel like she's been the one who's been like all, at least historically. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I feel you know a little bit more about them than I do. Has been outspoken about. How do I know
3: more about them than you do if I have like no interest in them? I don't know. I ask myself that question too (laughs) because I have no interest in them. I think they're pretty toxic. But How yet, do I know yet, as much as I know? But yeah, here we them? are. I'm not sure, but uh-huh. but
1: her thing has always been. I felt with Chloe specifically was like you know the quote unquote like I don't give a fuck attitude. Like you know what? Like be yourself, show yourself. You know warts and all and blah blah blah. And so it's like you know not that I go to the Kardashians as a bastion of you know model you know behavior to model, but it, it especially coming from her it just reeks of
3: right. But the problem is bullshit.
1: the problem is that. And again, the picture's just so cute. Them,
3: look, I don't like to be critical of celebrities because you never know their truth, right? That's why when you hear terrible things about celebrities... But that's not what we're talking about right, right now. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm always like, I, you know, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but I, I, I generally don't believe things about celebrities because, you know... It, from tabloids right, to right. You know, disgruntled
1: assistants or right. whatever everybody
3: wants to create a narrative about you right. you know um, because look Naomi Campbell I only said disgruntled uh, Employee, assistants, yeah. employees right. you know has a reputation for being a horrible horrible human being but then there's other people that say that she is the nicest person there is right. so where's as long the as truth? she's not
1: holding a phone it's fine right.
3: where's the truth you know is she somebody that's nice to deal with that when she gets mad she'll fucking throw the phone at you right. or like or is
1: she, she just a raging bitch all the time right
3: like right. you know the truth is sometimes a lot of a lot of times in the middle right so but with the kardashians is very different because
0: th-
3: i i don't have and and i'm i'm generally very understanding and i'm not a judgmental person and, and even if i find myself judging i am like i it. you try myself.
1: to temper it yeah
3: but with them it's like everything negative that gets said about them it's like this is what you put yourself up to Right. right you created this monster you created this monster and the whole thing of her you know whatever i i just i don't believe anything from them is authentic nothing i believe that everything about them is manufactured and everything is um everything is calculated mm-hmm. so even her whole like oh you know i'm like the tough one i don't take any shit i right. believe i don't believe none of that either that's just her character just, on the show that's just her character on the show and you know i understand what she said Right? Because, yeah, I get upset, you know, when, whenever you, I mean, even here, when you've posted a picture of us in yeah. the podcast, that I don't like the picture, I'll be like, oh, okay. Can you take that down? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Take it down or like, whatever. Or you didn't have a better picture to post right, or, or, or right, something. Right, right. 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 But, so I understand that statement, but I think that the problem, why for her, it's such a big thing, because I think that most people would have probably been like, they would have brushed it off. Right. Right? And they would have probably said, hey, can Actually, you... For the most part, they
1: probably... Oh, I'm sorry. You meant the, her or the public?
3: The, the person. Oh, oh, the, person. oh the, person, the person. I think most people would have brushed it off and been maybe to their publicist. Hey, can you make sure that this doesn't happen again? But the problem is that with them, they have such a manufactured image right. that anything that leaks that does not go with that narrative and that image is a big issue. Right? So I just saw the picture. I think she looks fine in the picture. In fact, I think she looks better, better natural yeah. because she especially her she looks like a human being she when she is like made up like she doesn't look she doesn't look real like i i i, I think i've said this before on the show she and pictures and i'm not saying this to be mean or be extra critical her pictures look cgi like they don't look like she looks
1: like an extra from the polar express she,
3: she doesn't look when i mean natural i don't even mean like you know, when you look at somebody, oh my god, they've had a lot of work done. Right, right. right. I don't even no. mean it in that sense. It's I mean, airbrushed to death. She doesn't look like a human being; like right. it looks CGI, right? And it's like a regular picture of her in whatever magazine, right, right, right. And 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 with them, everything is so fake, and everything is so manufactured that, like, the moment that again you deviate from that narrative and you show a glimpse of reality, ironically, it it, it, it just that no, no, and I just I've said this time and time again. I feel that I, that we, are not in the position to talk about what is best for women and best for, you know, teenage girls. Because, you know, we're not women. True. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but body dysmorphia but, exists but all across the board. I, I, I've said this time and time again. I And look, Kim Kardashian is hot. Like, there's no taking away from that, right? right. But I think that the image that they have capitalized on... I, I, I really do think is unhealthy because it's a standard of beauty that is not achievable by most, in this case, women, and specifically young women, simply because of resources. It just is
1: not. It's like, also not achievable because most of it happens behind filters and CGI and Photoshop. Right, but the, so but it's, r- you, you can't even look right, at right, that in but real but life. The, the thing with
3: them is that even everything, if you had. everything about them from both the natural state and the digital state mm. is altered. Because they've all had work done. Right. All of them have had work done. And then on top of that they have work done, they live with, you know, they have access to the best of, everything, of the yeah. best. Yeah. They work with, you know, designers, makeup artists, hair people, you know, photographers, lighting. Everything is a, an illusion and a facade. And then on top of that, their images are... Are altered, right? So, right. like everything from the very like who you are as a person to the final product. Uh, product because it's, it's a product. It 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 is every every step of it is is not natural right, right and again it's not a matter of, it's another step removed it's, from it's reality it's not a matter of filtering something because you we know all what? use filters it, it, i use filters we all use filters. right everybody I mean, uses filter but one thing is for you to take a picture of yourself and you're like oh yeah maybe you have a blemish in your face or or something that you want right. to filter that kind of smooths that out that's one thing right? right but another thing is when like everything is so doctored that it's like it's not real anymore right. and and that's why i think I think that that is a huge problem with young girls because eh, Kylie Jenner, that girl had had a ton of work done by the time she was eighteen. Because if you look at her pictures beforehand, like right. the, the,
1: it's not even that she just said the baby fat, right, and it's a right.
3: completely different person, right. you know. And this is a person who has a hundred million plus followers on Instagram, you right. know, that young girls look up to. And then, you know, that's why I think this whole body image thing is so contrarian because like she, there you go, Chloe. She's somebody who she says she's, you know, had body image issues all her life. And when the show started, I could see how that was true because she, I don't think she looked bad when the show started. But
1: Kim was the bombshell. She 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 was the heavier of the three. She looked like a normal
3: woman. She looked like the type of girl that if you worked with, you would have been like, oh, Chloe's cute. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, 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 he's cute, right? But compared to the other two...
1: Who are like bombshells. Right, right.
3: She... She. I understand that. Right. And I understand that living in that shadow can be... Especially when all the attention was to your older sister. Oh, ha ha, she is. Oh, ha ha, right. right. It messes with your head. Right, yeah. it messes with... I understand that. But, you know, she is adding to that very... She's adding, adding to, her to her own that, narrative. To, right, to that very machine that she... Criticizes. Criticizes and caused her issues. She is a very big part of. Because if not, then she wouldn't care that you know
1: right. this picture went out,
3: or at least not to the point that they're sending cease and desist letters, right, 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 right. Because you know what, she could have put that same post, she could have uh, put a, she could have kept that picture up and been like, hey, you know. I'm gonna be real with you guys. You know right. my my publicist released this and this wasn't authorized. And you know, when I saw that she had released this, I got so mad and I screamed because as somebody who's you know, whatever, 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 and she could have turned that into something positive. Right. Right? Right. You know, but this I'm is learning your, to embrace myself. Right, I'm learning bro. to embrace myself. But this is a real me. So sometimes when you see these made up images of us, you know, that's not how I wake up in the morning. Right, right.
1: right? You know, whatever. She could have turned it a completely different
3: but, narrative. But right. now we you know, it's a Kardashian, so we have cease and desist letters and realities. Right. And- <laughs> I've I've said this before. I can't. Well, I, I can't wait because it's not like I want to fast forward time. But it's like I look forward to the day that just they will be gone, like the Kardashians and the Jenners. It's like remember you know when the world was like obsessed with the Kardashians and the Jenners, right? Right. You know, like like that fat is gone
1: in the rear view.
3: Re- in the rear view, that something that you know when VH1 does that's a two thousand. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Lonnie Love <laughs> will come out and be like, remember when everybody was into the Kardashians? Keeping up with the Kardashians. We all wanted
1: a big ass.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, very quick. One thing I want to bring up, and I don't know if it's going to be quick or not, but we're going to see where this goes before we get into our interview with uh, with Hemki Madera from Queen of the South. Did you see 2020 this past week did a... a I don't know. At this point, 2020, there, it's like mini documentaries every every week about the Menendez brothers.
3: Um, no, I didn't watch it, but I watched the...
1: And the twist is that now there's... Oh, okay.
3: I watched the movie or the... The, um... the miniseries? The miniseries. With
1: um, this girl from... This lady from The Sopranos? Yeah. that was Okay. That was a Law & Order miniseries. Yes. Yeah. She was great. She was fantastic. So... This happened in '89, so you're better at math than I am. It was 32 years, 32 ago. years ago. But the reason that they did it is because now this Gen Z is starting to discover the Menendez brothers. Mm-hmm. And they have turned it into a TikTok thing where they will post about the Menendez brothers and all the footage and they're reviewing the things and they're saying how like, you know, well, if this had happened nowadays, you know, their sexual abuse claims wouldn't have been like laughed at. And, you know, I don't think that they're lying because look how they're crying and that's not faked and this, that and the other. So I I just I think it's interesting that, you know, so I've actually
3: I don't want to say that I've studied the Menendez brothers case. Because I, I always forget like, that they're Cuban American. I haven't sat with like the you know discovery right, 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 right. and deposition transcripts and you know and made a really cool, delved legal into evaluation it. Yeah. of it. Right. But I have read upon it. Okay. Um, I have read upon it. I have read what the allegations are, what mm-hmm. the defenses were, um, and this is you know taking aside the miniseries or what we've seen right. on TV. <laughs> yes, like I've Dick actually Wolf. like read on it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the thing. So the sexual abuse claims, you can't get it twisted. And even if you see it through the lens of 2021, Mm -hmm. um, the sexual abuse claims, I do think in. I believe I do believe them. I believe them. I do believe them and I but that think that doesn't excuse them. In the lens of a 2020 2020, I do think they probably would have been There would have probably been taken more seriously. Taken taken more seriously, they probably would have in terms of jury instructions mm-hmm. and 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 the effect it would have had on the jury, mm-hmm. it probably would have been um, different, different. Mm-hmm. Yes. You different. And I think that the jury would have been a lot more susceptible and a lot more compassionate, under, compassionate and understanding of the sexual abuse claims.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: However, the problem with the Menendez brothers murder is that it was classic premeditation. Right. Right. Like classic. Yeah. Cause so, they,
1: I mean, they essentially were trying for almost like a self-defense light. Defense,
3: yes. yes um, motive. Mo- right, motive. Right, 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 right. right, right. Um, it was an, a, a thing of motive. But again, the problem with them is that if you study the their case yeah. and you study the trajectory and the totality of the circumstances mm-hmm. of everything that led up to the night of them killing them and the facts of the case that night, um, it it it, it has classic premeditation which is you know first degree murder right. um they were killed with a shotgun yeah which makes it even more violent yeah. so this wasn't
1: in- well and she got up
3: yeah like she
1: tried to like run
3: yeah i mean the 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 yeah. scene was terrible like the crime scene yeah. um and their behavior after was also extremely yeah. questionable and these are things that are not debated um these aren't things that are are um up for a discussion these are yeah. facts
1: yeah Gen uh, Z's whole thing is that like if it, it, to your point if it had happened today they probably wouldn't have gotten you know life in jail or they would have no I think been, they would have you, you still think that they would
3: have yeah they would have yeah. they would have yes I think as we said the the issues with the, the child abuse or the you know the sexual that, abuse that whole the sexual abuse that whole angle of it would definitely have been taken more seriously definitely and you know if you remember, because um, we're old enough to remember, um, or even thereafter, the defense of, um, or it was a mitigating factor.
1: Correct. Right, 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 right,
3: Of the sexual abuse was laughed at. And it, it looked like a, a last minute defense strategy. Like pull out like, like, of a hat. We got to come up with something. Right, 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 right. So let's come up with this, you know, alleged bullshit story. Right, right. right. Um, and that's how a lot of people thought it was a bullshit story. Right. But yeah, even if it was true, which yeah, I'm inclined to believe that it was. It, it um I don't think it would have taken I I don't think the outcome of their of their trial would have been much different. Really? Yeah. I just didn't know how to become a TikTok thing.
1: Yeah, it's become a TikTok thing because what they're saying what they were saying is that there a lot of Gen Zers now are I guess there's also something to be said for the fact that we have all this information, right? So people are starting to rediscover things and they're they're almost trying to play in a way Monday morning quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of these old legal things and I think a lot of it is it goes down to what we've been seeing lately where people find, you know, cases where they were erroneously convicted and you know they they try to like get those charges overturned or lessened or what have you. And it all got, actually really started because they found old videos and they thought that they, the guys were hot. And so that's kind of where it started. They would actually. His brothers? Yeah. They would actually play clips of it with Britney Spears criminal in the background.
3: <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. Because, Mama, I'm, I'm in love with a, a criminal. criminal. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That could be so, another Britney Spears. <laughs> that's another, yeah. Uh, uh, no, I mean. I. I, I I always try... I've always said it. I'm, at heart, a defense attorney. That is mm-hmm. what I... I don't know if it's because of my personality or just...
1: Well, the, you have a very protector personality. I, I do,
3: and I always feel that, like... I, I do it... I've always said this. In order for the legal system to work, and there's a lot of things wrong with the legal system. I know right, right. just because I studied law does not mean that I think the legal system is perfect. But in order for the legal system to work, it has to work for everybody, even the guilty. Even the guilty. Yeah, that's true. Um, and, and there's a lot of safeguards that have to be put into place to, ensure to make sure that even the guilty of the most heinous crimes are you know due process is served.
1: Did because you just quote the beginning of Law & Order?
3: <laughs> because... <laughs> In order for, you right, for due process to work for the for you one day when you need right. it. Right, if you need it, yeah. Right, it has to work yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a, a lot of these cases that you find new evidence on before, um, it, it, you know, it, it, there's something to be said about cases having racial components or even right. um, gender components you know uh that you know women were treated differently or obviously uh racial you know racial matters that you know somebody because of their color of their skin didn't get a a fair trial all those are very 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 true things that are still happening today um but then there's other things like in this case i mean these were two privileged you know kids in yeah
1: because they were they were cuban-american but they weren't yeah I mean, they, they, I don't think they grew up, quote unquote. Juanito, you know? Right.
3: And they, again, what happened with them, you know, and listen, if you if you don't know too much about the Menendez brothers, go ahead and read upon it. It's actually a very interesting uh, case. I can't yeah. believe we're talking about the Menendez brothers on but <laughs> let me tell you. It's a very interesting case, and um, there's a lot of stuff on, on it online. But their behavior before and after, they didn't do themselves any favors. No, you know? they really didn't. So that's what makes this particular story um, so... Complicated. I always watch on court TV um, the parole proceedings of Leslie Van w- Warren, who was Leslie Ann Warren. Leslie Van Warren. Oh, Warren. I believe her name is. Who she was one of the people. Who one of the yeah one of the people who um, was arrested uh, in the um, helter skelter. Oh, okay. she was one of the of, the, the of Manson of, um, Manson girls. All right. the, she's the one who killed the Luviankas. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And it was horrible. Like, she strangled, I think, the woman with her, with, like, a lamp cord and whatever. It was a heinous crime. Like, Mm -hmm. we know that. And, you know, she was 18 when she did this. Yeah, they were kids. They were kids. Yeah. Right? And she has spent her entire life since then to now. And now she's in her 70s in jail. And I always watch her parole proceedings because she, you know... She's done the best that she could in jail. She educated herself. She, right. had, she went to college. She's become a mentor, whatever, whatever. And, you know, I always ask myself, is this somebody who should be back in society?
1: You know? Yeah. I mean, I actually, I always ask myself, can they? Because at 18, she went into jail. Right. No, can she doesn't she know what a function? life out of
3: jail is. But but aside from that, like do, you th- like, do you think that that person should be back in society? You know, right. no matter... Like what bad of a crime she did. You know, we don't have to answer that question now. But but you know, it's something that when you start talking about these cases like this, you you have to kind of consider that. You know, yeah. um there's people who will tell you, no, send them to send them to this one or well, not the chair anymore. You know, uh prison, whatever, yeah. You know, um it's the them. Yeah. But other, you know, other people feel differently. So yeah, it's a very complex situation.
1: Yeah. Well, you know who may be facing some legal tru- troubles of her own
3: other than somebody who posted a Chloe Kardashian picture
1: yes I'm talking about Queen of the South uh, the show on USA with Alice uh, Alice Braga and season five which is the final season just starts in these uh, the next couple days and we have with us Hemki Madera who is on the show he's actually one of the main characters I think he's like her second in command if I remember correctly the last season was last year, so it's been a while. Um, and now, you know, we love us, our Dominicans. You know, he's, he was born in Queens, but, you know, raised a Dominicano. Um, super, super, super cool guy. And um, now, without further ado, here's our interview with Hemke Madera.
2: You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry.
1: And welcome back, mi gente. So, as we told you, we are here with actor Hemki Madera from Queen of the South, Weeds, Brockmire, Spider-Man Far From Home. I mean, I would keep listing your credits, but this is only about a half hour uh, show we got here, so it would take way longer. So, Hemki, welcome <laughs> to Pero Let Me Tell You. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Well, thank you for having me. This is uh, I'm honored. So... I guess we'll start it off. You know, I mean, you. It's it, when I was reading up on you, what I found interesting and I love is that you you were born in Queens, but then you went back to Race. the Dominican Republic, right? Is
2: usually the other way around.
1: But yeah, um, I was like, that's an interesting flip. Um, no, what happened
2: was my, my mother. I was she was I was seven months pregnant. She was seven months pregnant at the time, or almost seven months. So she, she went to visit her twin sister in New York. And then there were some complications when she got there, so they had to pull me out. So that's what happened, you know? And my mother, you know, was in very bad shape when she oh, when she had me. My father was in DR. So my twin, my mom's twin sister, has a son named Henry. Mm-hmm. So she found the book of names. The name Hemke, Hemke, Henry, Henry, Henry Hemke. <laughs> so when they named me, my mom woke up. And this is a story that I've been told all my life. I haven't questioned it much. I just said, okay, cool, sounds great. <laughs> Let me just stick to it. Because I know that back in the 70s, the law was, the state of New York law was, if you don't name your child within nine days, the state would name you the sex. It would have been Boy Malena.
1: I don't know about New you York, but I, I will tell you that a cousin of mine, for the long when he was born around in the 70s as well, they didn't have a name for him. And for the longest time, yeah, it was birth certificate just said Baby Boy Fardalis. Oh, wow. And that's why we called him yeah. forever. We called him Baby Boy
0: yeah, for bro. the longest. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, well, so my, that, that story is being told to me this way saying that they were freaking out about it because my dad is in the art. my grandmother, my mom's mom for whatever reason thought that it was the best idea not to tell, to keep my father in the dark and so my dad is in the Dominican Republic he doesn't have the visa to come to the States he says wait a second women give birth here in the Dominican Republic and they go home right. she's in New York and what's going on for nine days so when they name me my mother woke up and they said, here's your son, Hemke. My mother went like, Hemke, what?
0: Okay?
2: <laughs> it was going to be Raul. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so,
3: so, so from so, Raul, you ended up yeah, Hemke. Yes.
2: And Hemke Luis, because my father's name is Luis. You know, I've been told that so many times. I was like, All right, So I guess it's true.
1: So <laughs> it must be true. If, you, if the story hasn't that. changed, it's got to be true.
2: I love it. I love yeah, it because it had, it, it,
0: this
3: reminds me of one of, my, one of my best friends is Dominican and he his name is Bretzky, and they named him after Wayne Gretzky. And I'm like, why <laughs> did not they just name him Gretzky? And they go, no, because we wanted Bretzky. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Pretty that's,
2: stuff. A, that's a great story. That is a great story. <laughs> so you so you know, my, mother had, like, my mother, like my mom, had a green car at the time and all that because all her siblings and all that stuff. But she lived in the Minneapolis public. So two months later, after she
0: recouped,
2: we went home.
3: So you, oh, were, raised in, you in were raised in you were raised
2: in DR. I was I was I was raised in DR until the age of. Ten when I came to New York to learn English because I didn't speak English at the time. They put me in American schools over there. Like they put me like they put me like in English classes, and I just went there to play. I wasn't paying attention.
3: <laughs> Mira eso, gringo um, y no podía
2: <laughs> So they sent me to live with my aunt in New York. My mom and dad would come every three weeks because my mother had a clothing store. So I'd see my parents for a whole week every three weeks. It was you no, know, it was uh, it was sacrifice. But they wanted me to learn English and all stuff. i so, the first year I didn't learn squat. All I was doing was you know it's bilingual class and watching the novelas with my with my aunt.
1: I would I would <laughs> what say what it though, out. you were ten, you were ten though the, the novelas at that time were at least the good ones. Yeah, good, I guess. <laughs> it was early eighties, right?
2: Like... <laughs> and then that summer between the two years, I I pretty much just stayed in in the house watching TV and watching American TV. When I came back in September to to New York, I was speaking English. You know, three months later, I'm like speaking fluently in English.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
2: then, uh, then when I went back home when I was 12,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: then I came back to the States after I graduated from high school, and then been here ever since.
3: So when you graduated high school, now you're probably like 17, 18. Did you have the acting bug then, or how did how did the acting I, bug develop?
0: The
2: acting bug started when I was five years old. When I was yeah. five, I, I watched on the waterfront.
0: Oh, okay. i remember
2: the, the the famous and it was in english you know I, I understand what was happening I was just looking i was i was always i always being fascinated by by moving pictures so when the famous glove scene comes i noticed that she took it and she cannot leave she tries to get the glove a couple of times she was like oh my god he's not letting her go so i turned to my parents and said i want to do what he does hmm. i want to be an actor i want to do that my parents means i'm yelling at me
1: yeah, no,
3: yeah. <laughs> of course Your parents are Dominican Just like ours we're Cuban <laughs> <laughs> Eso, You don't do that <laughs>
2: <laughs> pero, pero, caso, eh, que when I had, Then I started doing it again After high school That's when I did my first audition And I booked my first gig And one thing that I tell everybody out there Every parent out there Having the support of my parents 150% unconditional support Mm-hmm. But just the fact that I that I had their full support and my biggest cheerleaders, that Go changed everything. Yeah, and 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 I I never never gave up even at hard times. I never I always knew I was gonna make it. Whatever that what making it meant, right. uh, it was gonna happen because I've always had the support. Oh yeah, my papi said, You could be a shoe shiner, but be the best damn shoe shiner you can ever be. You. The best you can be without backstabbing anybody, without hurting anybody. Just be honest and be a good person and
1: Go that that's, it sounds almost identical to what I would hear in my household. Yeah. So, yeah. again, it's some, I think it's something about the like Caribe, you know, that yeah. we have yeah, yeah, no, that. And,
3: something in and the, and the water.
2: And the same note, the note says, if your head gets too big, I'll go there and kick your ass. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: Heard that One. too.
3: Yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so you you start acting then right after high school. What are some of the yeah. first jobs or... Yeah, you, you know, mentioned
1: your first, your my, first, my first well, job was in,
2: My first job was in the Dominican Republic. It was with the director at I did this mini-series called In La Olla, which means, you know, being broke. I remember I did a course, a class with him. It was like a six-week class. Okay, so fast forward, I booked the job. I'm there, I have the first scene coming up. I'm like, hey, I'm nervous as hell. I've never done it besides class. I go in, I say all my lines, first take. The director comes, Alfonso comes and goes, great job, great job, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let's try breathing. I was so nervous. That I said all oh my life in one breath. <laughs> <Bored it. laughs> um, but then after that, it just, it just became like a second home. And it just became a second skin. And the more that I did it, then I, I took classes in New York. Then I went back to the Dominican Republic and I did 250 episodes of a sitcom over there. Wow. And Back, back then, it was to 1999 to 2001, the Dominican Republic didn't understand to have like a weekly show. Mm-hmm. It was it was new. We had to have one new episode every day.
1: Wait, you did two hundred and fifty daily episodes?
2: episodes. Uh, well, we used to shoot three days a week, and we used to shoot multiple. It was like five. Yeah, we we have five new episodes every week.
1: That's insane. That's like acting boot camp. <laughs> like, that's yeah. I mean that, that was well, my school. That's akin to I mean like here the the daytime soaps. Where I mean they're they're yeah, cranking out like a good ten episodes a week or something like that. Yeah, it's crazy.
2: So that yeah, was pretty much. so that was a sitcom was in the DR. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, colos Electrolocos. It was like a kids sitcom. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty fun. But that was my school. I was you know, I was working with three and four cameras at the time. It was a sitcom. Yeah. So that was my yeah, that was my college.
1: No, that's that was college. my college. That's boot camp.
2: <laughs> so after I did, after I did that and we did that for two two years. Then I did my first play in La Olla. Sorry, in La Hoya, no, eh, Pantallas. Sorry, Pantallas, Queens. It was mainly, it was um, three actors after this bomb went off. So we were three main actors mm-hmm. and we were playing like eight different characters of TV shows or soap operas or movies that we wanted to play mm-hmm. as actors. So we would go back from, the, from one character to all those different characters and back again to the characters mm-hmm. of the actors.
1: And that was, and in, after that, that was
2: in DR as well? In DR. Or? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in DR as well. And then after that, I went to New York, and I did um, a bunch of plays off-Broadway. Off and I was part of the Spanish Repertory Theater there as well, in Puerto Rican Traveling Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I did Law and Order Criminal Intent, which that was what got me my union card. And then I moved to L.A. with 12. Order. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're a New York actor. You had to do at least one of them, right?
1: Right? That not that the rule? If you're a New York, you're an actor. <laughs> like, by law, you have to do one of the law and orders.
2: <laughs> it seems that way, right? <laughs> so then in 2000, 2004, I packed my bags from New York with 1200 bucks and not knowing a soul. Okay. And I moved to L.A.
1: That takes some balls, man. Wow. I mean, that is a whole new world out there. I mean, what? I didn't know know, anybody. What prompted you to do that? I'm always curious about when somebody just says, "You know what, bagarajo, I gotta do this." Like, what?
2: Uh, Something I've been wanting to do since I was a kid. I always wanted to go to Hollywood. Okay. But you know, I was I was working steadily in New York doing plays. I wasn't making bang, but I was living. You know. But then something told me, you know, Hemke's time. And as soon as I got that my 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 union card, I just (laughs) jumped. I jumped, and I remember buying a motorcycle for seven hundred bucks. Uh, I gave three hundred bucks to this guy where I live. Like I slept on his floor of the okay. studio apartment with his dog stepping on me.
1: Oh shit!
2: And I had two hundred bucks left. No agent, no job, no nothing. I thought it was going to be something similar to New York, where they have like you know open calls and a lot of things. It's very so different I, out I there. Found right? out. Yeah, I called a friend of mine in New York, and I said. I need an agent. He had any recommendations. And he said, Bob Waters Agency, he is a New York. He's in New York. He used to be New York. Okay. And now... It's like
1: a transplant.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he'll be your guy. So he says, he'll be your guy. So I literally just barged into his office. And, um, and I said, I know this is not the way to do things. <laughs> but I... But I'm done. I, I just moved here. I just here from New York. This is my stuff, and um, and um, he signed me the next day.
1: Oh wow, wow, wow! Um, you must have been and then I, the hell out of him, or been very
3: scary. He, he said it well, was ballsy, I- You know, <laughs> I did
2: it, and it was like it was scary, that's for sure.
0: <laughs>
2: but um, but I did it, man, and then, and then, and this show things might look very difficult and very impossible to reach at times, but nothing is impossible. Some some things will take a lot of work. But nothing is impossible.
1: Not nah, regalado.
2: I mean, not regalado. Not You just have to work hard.
1: Yeah. No, and, so. and I mean, you're definitely, I think, the, the example of that. I mean, you. To your, to your point, I mean, you were working steadily in New York, but, I mean, you have been working steadily uh, on TV. I mean, like, li- again, I, I hate to, you know, I'm not trying to harp on it or anything, but, like, just looking at your IMDb, it's just like, yeah, I mean, bam, bam, from, bam, 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 uh, bam. Like, My Name
3: is Earl to Burn Notice. The Good Doctor. Uh, the is. New Girl, uh,
2: Bosch, um, Agent X. Yeah, no, I mean... I've been, I've been blessed. i tell you one thing. Like, like uh, talent, it's important to have... Sh- and uh, and not only just God-given talent or just you know born talent, you have to work on it. I work really hard, and I've never taken a no for an answer. Yeah. I remember when I used to when I, when I got to New York when I got to LA, there were I used to audition, mm-hmm. and there were always five guys that always always got the gigs.
1: <laughs> These are the guys you would always see at the auditions out there before and, and you. I, and one,
2: one of those guys will goddamn get the job. Yeah. But I used to say to myself, don't worry, one of these days, those five guys are gonna be working. And then they're gonna have a choice but to give me the gig. True.
0: Mm.
2: And that's what and that's what happened. True. You know, I was always close, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't have enough credits, I wasn't big enough of a name and all this stuff. But at that point in Weeds, you know, everybody was working. They really liked me, but those guys were working. And Weeds was supposed to be a two character I mean, sorry, two episodes park Oh wow. That's it.
1: You wound up doing like what was it?
3: And seven, 17 episodes. Yeah. So was weeds would you consider that like I don't want to say your big break because you were already
2: working Oh, it was, de- it, was it was definitely it was definitely my big break in the states. It was my big break. It was my recognition. It was what gave me popular not- notion of what people seeing my work.
3: And how was your experience on that show?
2: Amazing. I, I remember when we did the uh, when we did the scene um, when we bring Celia back from from the hall and I'm doing this scene with Mary Louise Park it's like my first big scene with her. Yeah. And I noticed that she goes up and down in different takes like a play. And I'm like, oh, I could play this.
1: Yeah. She's a stage actress. I mean, her training. Yeah.
2: So I, you know, I will go up with her, come down with her. And then after the, after that, after we did that scene, she's, and kept looking at me, and then she left. And I'm like, "Oh boy, what did I do? Uh-oh. What did I do? What the, what, what the hell did I do?" Well, I played it cool. I was like, "Okay, cool. Okay, cool." So what's the worst thing to me? She, she comes back and says, "I just spoke to the. I just spoke to the to the to the writers. I want more of you. You are amazing." I'm like, "Oh, thank you so much." She's like, wow. hey, you know, but I, I don't I don't get compliments. You are a great actor. I'm like, "Oh, thank you." And I'm like, oh, "Por dentro," like. I'm like, yeah. You should have play a cool. cool, right? But, yeah. but
1: you don't want to play a
3: cool because you're all excited. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And so some something we, we always like to, you know, talk about here on the show, since we're, you know, kind of a Hispanic, Latin angled show, um, is obviously the Hispanic or Latin experience. And obviously being in Hollywood, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of stories you have from either being Typecasted or not having an, enough roles for like Hispanic and Latin people, like what has your experience been with that?
2: I've been getting this question lately a lot, and mm-hmm. and that and I will say the most honest answer I could give you from the bottom of my heart. It's the best kind. Things are changing. Yep. They're definitely better than it was before, but there's definitely now a lot of roles of Latinos that are not just gangbangers. Mm-hmm. they are lawyers, there are doctors, or are even superheroes on, on on the big screen. It needs to change more, and it will change more. History has taught us that things change, even at a small pace, but it does, for the most part. But we as Latinos, we're the biggest my- minority in this country. And this is, and I say this with all, I love my class, I love my Latinos, but if we unite as Latinos, as one force, nobody can deal with us. Yeah. If you, if you see the African-Americans, they, they support each other. They're one unit. They make their movies and people and they go see them. Just because you're Mexican or you're Cuban, you're Dominican, you're Puerto Rican, you're Colombian, you're Argentinian, there's no borders. We're just Latinos. We stand together. It's, we are forced and nobody can knock us down. And Hollywood has no choice but to give us what we deserve. And I've always said, it doesn't matter the race that you are. If you do your job and you're... You, you're the perfect person for that job. You should get it, regardless of your race. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But things are definitely changing, and not as fast and as quick as we would love to. But we have to make that. We have to make the Hollywood change. We have to be. We to change. We are let somebody else. We cannot let somebody else do the change for us.
3: Well, do you even, like, in in terms of even the variety of of roles, because, for example, you being Dominican, you know, do do you Mm -hmm. see, like, uh, maybe a change in terms of like now, you know, uh, yes, we're all uh, Latinos, but, you know, there is now more like Dominican roles or, you know, roles Car- that are characters, characters that are, that are that Dominican just... or Cuban. Oh, no, definitely, yeah. Because no, I, definitely, I feel definitely. that for so long, you know, Hollywood kind of – not that they got it wrong, but it was so homogeneous. Homogeneous, homogenous. Like everybody, if you're a Latino, it looked the same way and acted the same way, and it was like the same – token kind of roles. Más de más
1: temprano, your character was going to be Mexican.
2: Yeah. Exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the reality, right? Yeah. Look, and that's one thing I have to say. If we stand together as, as a unit and we get more opportunities as writers and producers, so we that's could ride this, if you leave it to, the, to a race that, that has very minimum knowledge of Latinos as a whole, because for the most part, Latinos are Mexican. Mm-hmm. yeah in this country that's yeah. how they started to see us but if you have then you go there and you like for example like in Brockmire Brockmire was straight up a Dominican role mm-hmm. right it was a Dominican role and they didn't write it as a Dominican role they wrote it as a Latino but when I came in and I said hey guys you know the Dominicans and baseball and all that stuff uh, they went yeah, crazy for it so they no-brainer. just wrote so they just wrote for a, like a Dominican character in my show now there's going to be a different Latinos from different countries, I'm not gonna say much more about that. But you and what, have to and watch what show it, see. is that? Is that uh, is it's that a little show, Queen of the
0: South. Is little, that a little, 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 a show, little thing? Little it's t- been,
1: it's on USA. It's one of the biggest shows in the last, you know, at least four years. Because you guys are going into your fifth season, you know, <laughs> yeah. now, yeah. you know, a blip. Casino. Casino.
2: <laughs> <laughs> look, man. I but We all want things to change for the better, and. And he will, but he, again, we have to stand together. And then I love it, Like, like what these powerhouses of women are doing. Like Zoe Saldana has her own production company. Yeah. American is also has her production company. Eva, all these women are like, okay. Not only that they get their jobs to themselves, meaning they hire themselves, but they hire the right people for the, for the, for the roles right. yeah. and support and push Latinos forward.
1: Right. That's because interesting. Like, if, you, if you don't do
2: it for yourself, you're not going to do it. Not, that's the reality. If you don't do it for yourself and for your people, you cannot Neither have you all said, the people
1: to do this. Not, nadie más te lo hacer. Yeah. it's something interesting that I hadn't thought about. And just from what you were mentioning, you know, you mentioned all these Latinas who've taken the initiative to start the production company. I think it's interesting that the biggest faces of of these you know Latino Latina focused productions are women, and I, I guess that just comes from that extra necessity of like, if they're not writing roles for Latinos, they're really not writing
2: them for Latinas. Yeah. And that, and that is the reality of it. And, you know, Latino, look, women in general are so strong. Yeah. Women in general are strong. And for whatever reason, the history in, in this world, we want to put them under us when they should be above us. Because they're so strong. They're so amazing right. and beyond. So yeah, like you said, they don't write the roles for them. So they have to take the strength that they have as women and say, you know what? I'm going to use the name that I have, open a production company, hire myself and hire others, and go forward. Tom Cruise does. That's what he does. He has a production company. He hires himself. Yeah, nobody blames right. <laughs> him. Same thing, in my eyes. Well, and I mean, applaud
3: all these women. It's it's refreshing because I mean, in, in this way, as you say, it's 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 not only everybody like being together, but it's it's more authentic you know stories like more authentic real hispanic stories because the something diversity. you know as, as we mentioned is that they would always write the character mexican and it's not even that they would write the character Me- mexican they would write it incorrectly like because right. they, they would base it like mexican stereotypes it wouldn't even oh yeah it, it wasn't even the complexity because mexico is like a multi-diverse you know That's country right. with different types of people it's like it was like over and over again, the same character. So it's just it's it's interesting and frustrating that it's taken this long, you know, well, for them to finally. We're you know,
1: taking the reins, baby. Right. We're taking yeah. the reins. Yeah, yeah.
2: But look, look. Even talking about my show itself, they um. We have a lead that's Brazilian playing a Mexican. We have the second lead, which is a Dominican playing a Mexican, but. We obviously, we do our job and we have done our research and we, we respect and follow this. We don't make it, like you say, we have una caricatura.
1: Claro, claro, that's I a made this
2: guy who's from Sinaloa, you know, so I speak like from the region to the point that people had no idea that I was Dominican. People from like Mexican would say, what? I thought you were Mexican. Like, no, I'm Dominican. Like, oh my God. Because the thing is that you have to give it your all and you have to respect Wherever, wherever character wherever character is from uh-huh. unless this is a comedy that then there's a comedy that is that kind of comedy that was bringing on it was a Saturday Night Live comedy sketch right
1: very broad
2: yeah
3: so now, yeah. Now, now that you said that I'm curious like when you were doing like you know the cartel and, and, and all that you know and weeds it, where, where would you like study the
2: accent from uh, documentaries movies At that point in weeds, it was a little bit different in the sense that it wasn't, I didn't have that much stuff that I could grab from, like now. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So I will go and speak to Mexican-Americans, and I will just hear them speak, and I will ask them questions and just be as authentic as I could be. Because again, even to, to this day, and I do the same things that I've been doing every year, I start watching documentaries, I start watching and news of um, Mexicans, native Mexicans speaking English,
0: mm-hmm.
2: just to see like, okay, everything is in the same pattern. Okay, I'm good. Uh, because the same thing I do in any role that I play. I do the homework at home. So when I get to the set, I just play. That is the thing, I've been blessed enough to work with a lot of great actors. And they're not just amazing actors, but they're just so much given as human beings. They just Accept you in. Of course, you, you do your job. Because
0: claro, <laughs> if you, claro, walk yeah, into,
2: yeah. you walk into a set, and you don't. if you walk into my set and you're not ready, it's not that I'm going to chew you up, but I'll make sure you're going to have a, a bad experience. Not, not that I'm, I'm going to make you have a bad experience, but you will have a bad experience on the scene. Because everybody else there is prepared. Yeah. And, you know, they're not going the and time. And, and there's one thing that Alfonso taught me. One of the first things he taught me when I was starting this up you do your homework at home, and you come to set Prepare with all your, your lines. Because remember one thing, while you're waiting in your trailer, there's actually somebody with a light in the, on, the, on the ladder about yeah. to fall. And the, last, the, the best thing you could do as a thank you is you go there, you do your job, and then move into the next thing quicker. Yeah, yeah. That's how it'd be my motto for 22 years. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Well, it's definitely served you well. I mean, you know. So,
3: anyway, we don't, this has been an awesome, awesome chat. Yes. Um, thank you thank again, you. man. Thank you, so much. Are we, are hey, you know, so much. Thank you for having me.
2: But <laughs> yeah. I, want, I, want to, I want to close by saying one thing, guys. Thank you so much. You guys are funny and amazing. I love what you guys do. Well, and to you. all of you out there, wait for season five is about to come out. And look out for my wife's album is about to be released. Jesse Lynn Madera.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Um, her debut album she has already had an E P that came out, just look the Jesse it's uh Madeira. Yeah. Just look her up It's she's amazing. Send us
3: send us the album art and we'll put it on our Instagram.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely do that. I'll do that. Uh
3: we'll we'll plug your wife's
2: album. Yeah. Oh, As soon as you hear after you hear her have nothing to do with me, you will promote her just because she's amazing. Nothing to do with Hemke. absolutely. That's how great she is. Good, good Como decía Los amigos míos Iban a verla a ella Por mí Me <laughs> botaron they'll come back For her uh,
3: That's awesome That's awesome Bueno, Hemke Thank you so much right. For your time We really appreciate we it We cannot wait To no, see all, all the
1: stuff You got coming, brother Yeah, yeah.
3: Thank you Un abrazo fuerte Y pa'lante
2: right. A ti igual Good
1: night Look at me I'm recording We are the world <laughs> <laughs>
3: Because <laughs> it's just headphones just broke You know what I've always thought Like when people record Have those you know In session You know whatever But que With the fucking headphones Well now you know why You know that whole video Of like Celine Dion And Barbara Streisand That they're like hanging With like the headphones You know it's like no, But that's just for dramatic it's Of like video Either put them on Or put the, take them off
1: Right, I mean, my pone i all these videos with the headphones. Okay, but in my defense, like right now, I'm holding it because I can't take it off because no, I need I know, to make sure. I know, I know.
3: but the, you know, the whole <laughs> headphones thing. Sure. It's like I'm in mierda with the freaking headphones. Like, oh my god! Ta-. Or like when it's like the headphone in only one ear. I'm like, either put them on or take them off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stop it with the headphones. It's like, oh my gosh, yes. But we are the world. The video to <laughs> we are the world. You know, what's so sad. You picture of me that. Doing kids this- today, like. Like elementary school kids, that song means nothing to them. That's true. We are the world, and that was such an elementary school staple that for really so is. long. Really, really, you know. Is. Instead, now it's you know, Old Town Road.
1: Oh well, you know, we have sex with Satan.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's know, a whole other episode. That whole that's a whole other episode. With him, I will
3: say this: I don't particularly care for him. Right. I don't like his. I, you know, I love hip hop and R right, I right, right, right. I don't care for his brand of, of music of hip hop right. am I a little bit upset that he beat Mariah Carey's record oh hell yeah I am like <laughs> I, yeah I am I really a little bit a little bit I am so like, what really upsets me is not it's not even that like her record fell because you know for those people who don't know Mariah Carey had the longest running um, single of all time with One, Se- one we Day with Boys to Men right. that song was number one on Billboard for 16 weeks and she, she held that record for 25 years. It wasn't even that the record fell. It's that the record fell to that song. Right, right, right. Because that song sucks. That song is going to go up there with, like, La Magarena and Gangnam Style and, you know, right, right. Uh, the Ketchup Girls, the said hey, you know, all that crappy music.
1: <laughs> well, maybe not because now... Those are all one-hit wonders. He now has a, a, another number one.
3: Right. It's not even that he's a... I'm, it's not even that he's a one-hit wonder. It's, the song's crappy, you know? But I will say this, though. I I, I think that he... I give him... I, I saw the video. I, I don't like the video. Mm. I, I don't like the video because... I, I mean, I think the video is, like, beyond provocative. And I don't know. I, I, I don't care when people are provocative for the sake of being provocative. Mm. And I I, I I don't know. Maybe he, he was provocative with a greater meaning. Maybe, maybe not. I, and I don't care for the song. But I give him credit for like not giving a shit. <laughs> like, right, right. Like
1: this is what I'm going to do and how This is it? what
3: I'm going to do and you can like it or you can not like it, especially knowing that he has a really young fan base. Yeah. Because I know Old Town Road was technically not for kids, but it is for kids. But
1: kids, yeah, right. I mean,
3: he that song got to where got because of kids TikTok yeah. and you know kindergarten classes. You know, right, right, right. Freaking Tristan's school did a whole like dance routine to that song.
1: You <laughs> oh, know, no, I hope. Well, it but will. along with other you know yeah, millions yeah, 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 of other yeah. kids,
3: yeah. right. So I give him credit. You know, I was like, you do you, <laughs> you do you. Like,
1: no, he did Satan. That's the point of the video. Yeah, like
3: he. <laughs> Like he, he has balls. I mean, he went against you know, kindergarten mothers. Like that's oh, a no. that's a that's a
1: that's really, a force to be rocking with.
3: I think kindergarten mothers across the country in yoga pants, when those <laughs> people get together, watch out, watch out,
1: watch out, watch out. Because shit is happening. Uh, so, but when Now that we've plumbed the depths of hell, you know, we're probably a little thirsty. We are, <laughs> probably we a little are. thirsty.
3: So, I have. Two sodas to give. Okay. Today. Do
1: they go like hand in hand? And one is a good and one is
3: bad. Okay. So the good soda, the... The the, 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 the fizzy? The, the crispy soda. Right, the, right. The Refreshing Bubbly. Crisp, bubbly soda. Goes to, as you saw, we, we both got vaccinated this week. Damn, we do everything together.
1: We really mm-hmm. do. We even got the same vaccine without knowing it.
3: Yes. <laughs> um, You know, to all those people working there and like... I know it's their yeah. job, but it's like I feel that that's such a... Selfless job, it's a thankless and, and, job, too. Yes, and you have to deal with so many things. So, you know, an acknowledgement to them Absolutely. for having to deal with so many different types of people being out. I mean, I know a lot of them have been vaccinated, right. at this point, if not all of the frontline workers, but for so long they weren't, yeah. Um, so you know, an acknowledgement to them for their hard work. My flat soda <laughs> is going to one of the just slimiest and most terrible people in Congress, and that is. Matt Gates and his hair.
1: <laughs> I love that you're giving it to him
3: and his hair. Right. Have you seen his hair? I, I not noticeably, but it looks re- like it's it's always looked very Elvisy, but okay. right now it looks like an off 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 the strip, almost oh. like not in Nevada, off the strip, like Las like, Vegas, like an Elvis on Las Vegas Elvis impersonator.
1: Oh, like an Elvis on Fremont. Yes, oh my
3: god, <laughs> Fremont Downtown Vegas, yes Yeah, oh <laughs> Listeners That's a whole other episode That's a whole other episode, a whole other of episode. Fremont experience that we had last <laughs> year Or a year and a half ago Oh, I'm still recovering from it But yeah, like he's so slimy and nasty And like and I don't even say that because of his what, latest, right, what right, happened. What right, happened right. now? These allegations that are against him, but he's just so even before the way he was just. And again, it's not even that he's a Republican or a conservative. I don't have a problem with that, but just the way that he would talk and mm-hmm. how condescending he was. And it's like, oh. Look, look who's against... Look who's on the other side now. Shoe on the other so, foot. So, um, yeah.
1: The 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 gasless soda to him and his hair. Him and his hair. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll use the soda to, you know, wash his hair and it won't be a slimy. Oh, that'll be sticky. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> well, my last soda actually goes to a friend of the podcast... Um Tres Cottage and oh, that's yes. that's spelled T-R-E-L-L-E-S. And the reason that um I'm giving it to them, and you guys should all check them out on Instagram, check out their shop. They have a lot of cute um like croquetica um you know t- shirts and, and merchandise. They actually have croquet croquetica party supplies. Um so you can have your your very own croqueta party. But the reason that I'm actually giving it uh to them is because they currently are selling a shirt In honor of Autism Awareness Month, which is all April long, that you may have seen me wearing in in some of our posts. It says, um, different has an equal sign. The equal sign is crossed out with a blue line and then the word less. And that's a play on a quote that I'm not going to be able to quote verbatim, but by Temple Graydon, which basically says that, you know, just because I'm different doesn't mean that I am less than. And they are donating 100% of all money from the sale of that t-shirt to a local uh, facility here that does help children who are on the spectrum so wanted to give them a shout out that's really commendable that's just beautiful and you know if you guys can you should definitely go check them out buy a lot of their merch but definitely buy the uh different it does not equal less shirt
3: very nice now i feel so frivolous for my matt gates <laughs>
1: Very well, nice. no, because you gave the, 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 the bubbly soda yeah. to frontline workers.
3: Yeah. No, and, you know, autism, um, you know, I remember when I started, um, you know, for our listeners who don't know, before I went to law school, I actually um, studied psychology and I was sort of in the field. And um, I remember when I started, like, my psych, psych work, mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of autism. This was in yeah, the we're, late 90s. Yeah,
1: we're old enough to remember when it was a new thing. I, I didn't know what autism mm-hmm.
3: was. Yeah. Um, And now it's like, Everybody knows somebody who has autism, yeah. and
1: various yeah. levels of the
3: spectrum, right? And and yeah. um, they're in your family, you know, they're yeah. your friends' kids, you know. Yeah. Um, just how much autism awareness, yeah. because the, the you know people say, oh, there's more autism now, which hmm. there are higher numbers, but, but, but it's, it's also an issue of diagnosis, correct? Correct. Because before it was something that was gravely misdiagnosed, right? Um, and they don't understand, anything, you know. yeah. yeah. But as we've learned. Through Saint Elsewhere, which you know what? In our next episode, we need to talk about <laughs> we're gonna get the into Tommy it. Westfall We're going to get into the Tommy Westfall universe. In, in Saint Elsewhere, they were talking about autism in the 1980s. That was the 80s. That's why the show was ahead of its time. No, listeners, seriously, in our next episode, let's write it down. Okay. Like, so we can make sure to bring it up okay. the whole Tommy Tommy Westfall. Because I think people got a kick out of it. So All anyway. Right. Bueno, everybody, we hope this was a long week. <laughs> I'm really glad it's over. Not gonna lie, I'm really glad it's over. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I had I had so many notifications and bells and dings I'm and whistles.
1: The way you said it right now, like it just te salio. Like it, did. it was. It I did. could. I, I, felt I was the thinking exhaustion. now. Like there
3: were moments, like when I was in the hospital this week because of my mom, uh-huh. that I would just go and sit in my car and I'm like, oh, it's quiet. <laughs> it's quiet. I'm in my car i didn't have the radio on it was like the so- the air the sound of the air conditioning was, was enough soothing enough it's like this will do so with that note <laughs> uh we hope everybody listened laughed and learned remember to grab your pastelito your croqueta and your cafecito and thank you for joining us everybody have a great weekend have a great friday um see
1: you next week all right queen, there. bye Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?